Foot pass, needing seven yards. Breeze, throw to the end We're here inside another episode of the Houdat in NYC podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wazogan. We have a special show today. We're joined by Saints superfan Patrick McDonald, who's actually at the Saints-Panthers game on Monday Night Football. Wasn't an offensive outburst like some fans believe it would be, but it was a nice, tough divisional battle between two tough teams, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Patrick, how was the atmosphere there? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point. Now, for every show, I like to talk about the main plays of the game, the turning points and all that. Um, for me, and I'll, I'll get your take on this in a sec, I would say that Eli Apple interception at the end of the half, just to make sure the Panthers don't put extra points on the board, make it a 10-6 ball game or and of that sort. Um, I thought that was a big play for me. For you, what did you think was the biggest play of the ball game? That's fantastic, and I, and I agree on that. You know, and there, and you could tell by the way Eli Apple's been acting off the field. I'd say, in a sense, he likes being with the New Orleans Saints. And I remember watching him with the New York Giants, living in New York. Uh, you know, seeing him every week. His attitude wasn't the same. He's playing with a lot of confidence. The secondary's playing with a lot of confidence. And someone that stood out. Um, and if I had to grade him, I'd say he was the player of the game. I think Von Bell might have had his best game as an NFL pro. What do you think about that? It was like a little misdirection. 
Yeah, and that's true. That that Von Bell punch out was another big play there. It looked like the Panthers had something going on that drive. Um, now, watching the game, watching the way the offense struggled, Max Unger gets a concussion. That's something to monitor this week. Jermon Bushrod got injured, hurt his hamstring. What's your concern about this offense? Because me personally, I know they've looked bad, but I think that it comes with a three-game road stretch. And with the playoffs looming, I still think Sean Payton's got a couple of fancy plays in his bag, and he's just waiting. But how do you feel about the situation? I feel it's uh, several factors. I think definitely you, you have to say it's a three-game road stretch here. This team hasn't been at home since Thanksgiving. By the time they play the Steelers again, you're now going with over a month without a home game, a calendar month without a home game. And that has to matter. That being said, this team's finished the year since they've been walking the road, seven along the road, uh, and they just went through this offensive rut here. And maybe they're still in it, maybe they're not. I think a little home cooking might uh, next to the year's Pittsburgh. I think I'm, I'm not ready to sound the alarms until I see this game against Pittsburgh. If the offense still puts up 200 passing yards, uh, I, I might worry a little bit more. I know the offensive line health definitely has something to do with it. Uh, secondary options has been a problem I kind of worried about all year, other than Thomas and Kamara, except for the fact that then they went on that peak run, you know, with the Viking game, the, the Ram game, the Bengal game, you know, with it, with it, and the Eagle game, where they just looked uh, like the greatest uh, show on turf ball almost. Um, however, when you have a team that over the last four weeks, they've had six turnovers offensively. They've had only about 200 yards passing, yet they're still three and one. They could go in lots of different ways, this team. And so that gives me much more hope, also having point field threat the playoffs. You get to win against Pittsburgh this week. You essentially can rest everyone against Carolina uh, the last week of the season. You don't go outside again for the rest of the year. It's all in the Superdome, all the games, until you play in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. So you, you have to go with the positives. <laughs> there, as, bad as, as bad as the offense has looked over the last four games or so, um, they still went 3-1, and one, and that's the sign of a good team. Yeah, I agree on that 100%. And the only concern I'd have, maybe, is the wide receivers outside of Michael Thomas have yet to show up. And I think since that Eagles game, Traquan Smith's been relatively quiet. I think Keith Kirkwood's actually been the more productive receiver. Um, and if Tommy Lee Lewis is making boneheaded plays in the red zone, those are just those are mistakes that I think could eventually cost a team. But I'm not too worried right now. Um, let's see if Ted Ginn Jr. comes back. He'd be a big addition to this offense if they could get him. Um, but like you said, you hit all the you know all the points right there. They might not have to go outside for the rest of the season. And unlike teams like the Rams, things can be going wrong on offense, and the Saints can still win. We've seen with the Rams the last two weeks, if their offense isn't rolling, that team's going to lose the game. So I think it's definitely a reason to be excited about this Saints team. Now, let's talk about just the team as a whole entering the playoff picture right now. If someone asked you who's the best team in the NFL, would you be able to say confidently you think the Saints are the best team in the NFL? Uh, I think they are. I think on both sides of the ball, I think their defense over the last, you know, since the Cincinnati game, I mean, you look at the points, it's 14 points, 7 points, 17 points, 13, 14, and 9 over the last six weeks, given up. That, that incredible defense everywhere. Now, I think the Bears have a great defense. And it's a very talented defense. The Bears are a very different team though, away from home as they are at home. So just like most teams are. And this NFL season has been so strange in the way that I think early this year we had these Patriot Chiefs games, Saints-Rams, Rams-Chiefs. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there too. And and the other thing is, if the Saints' defense continues to play at this level, and I think they will, I think this is the defense. Or before the season started, I I made a bold prediction saying that the defense would at some point in the year play just as strong as the offense. And if anything, they're playing stronger than the offense right now. If this defense plays at this level, you're basically saying, Drew Brees, you just need to do more than Mitchell Trubisky, or you need to do more than Jared Goff, and I'd like my chances if that's what's presented on the table there. Um, so like you said, I do think the Saints are right there. If anything, if there's one team I think might be better than them all around, it's maybe the Chargers, but even that's the case, you wouldn't even have to worry about playing them in the playoffs unless it was the Super Bowl, and all bets are off in that case because I'd be rolling with the Saints. Now, they have a tough matchup this week on the defensive side of the football because the Steelers, although they're struggling, they do have offensive weapons. James Connors projected to play this week, and then you have to cover Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Big Ben is still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. How do you view this game, and do you think we're looking at more of a shootout where Drew Brees in the offense is going to have to show up, or do you think we're going to see both defenses play a pretty good game? I think we're going to see both defenses play a pretty good game. I, I, more so, I, I, I believe in what I'm seeing with the Saints defense, and uh, they showed it off here the last six games. The points given up, no one scored more than 17, and that was Atlanta, and that was a last-second uh, garbage touchdown on Thanksgiving night. But the Steelers, I, I, I see it being a little higher scoring because the Saints are now back at home, and I can see the Saints scoring, but I still see it around in the 20s. I can see the uh, Saints, you know, 26-20 victory. Uh, something of that matter, because the Steelers just have, like Hughes just said, so many weapons. Smith, uh, I worry so much about Brown and Smith-Schuster uh, with our corners. I know why I'm working. I'd want one, but, you know, the pass defense against great receivers, people can move the ball. The only good thing I would say with our defense is Ben seems to Ben holds the ball a little bit longer than a lot of these guys do. He always tries to find a play. He, he's he's molding in the pocket in, the, in a sneaky way. I think our defensive ends and uh, pass rush can get to Ben Roethlisberger. And that's the one thing I have to And I want to know, I'm not worried about, uh, you know, Jalen Samuels if he plays, but if Connor does play, Connor can really make some big plays. But we've been pretty solid against running backs when we focus on that. Yeah, that's true. They, they got to be the best running defense in football. They just did a good job against McCaffrey as well. Um, and, and that's a great point about Big Ben. If you watch most of the Steelers games, he'll hold the ball too long, take an unnecessary sack. He's always looking for the big play. Um, so if the Saints defensive line can continue to create pressure, which they had four sacks on Monday Night Football, another four sack showing possibly would definitely put them in the driver's seat for that game. And I know we're both, you know, agree on the fact that these receivers they're going to face on Sunday will probably be the best duo that they're going to face the rest of the year. Um, but I think it's a nice test for the secondary going into the playoffs because the likelihood is if you have to play the Rams again, Woods and, and Cooks doesn't look as scary as Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think it is a nice little test before the playoffs begin um, for the Saints. Now, overall, though, I'm just I'm feeling like this is your gut feeling here. Do you think the Saints are going to win this ball game and clinch the number one seed in the NFC? I do. Um, I was a little bit nervous a few weeks ago, um, being even with the Rams and having to win all three of these games. Uh, the, the the amount of relief I felt when the Eagles beat the Rams uh, a couple Sunday nights ago was just almost like, well, I know we can win two of three, and I think this will be the one. I think the Saints want the bye. Essentially, the buy. I don't expect if the Saints do beat the Steelers, I don't expect to see Brees, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I like the Saints too. I'm going to take them if I had to go like a score prediction. I think I'd probably go uh, 28 to 20. I, I think this offense is going to get a little bit back on track here. And as for the rest, I think we're going to see Armstead play this week because if the Saints are bringing in offensive tackles for tryouts, I feel like the injury to Bushrod's a little bit more serious than people might have thought. Um, and if Armstead has to play this week, you can just sit him if you win this game against Carolina, like you mentioned. And, heck, I'd be fine with seeing Drew Brees play one quarter against Carolina and let Teddy Bridgewater run the show. I'd be fine with Teddy Bridgewater playing the whole game because we know how good Sean Payton is, his record at least, with extra rest. On the bye, he's always great. Um, and if they have the home, uh, the home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I do like them as NFC favorites throughout the whole thing. Now, for every show, I do a Bayou burning take. So, basically, a bold take. It could be on this game. It could be on the rest of the season. Is there something out there? On this team, whether it's for this coming Sunday or the rest of the season and the playoffs as a whole, that you see can ha- that you see could possibly happen, but fans might, and you want to express that. Anything on your mind about bold takes here? Oh, absolutely. No, there's there's no arguing that right there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, another thing is to the MVP, whether people want to admit it or not, I'm not saying there's no there's a thing such as a curse, but it looks pretty evident that over the past couple of years, whoever's been winning MVP doesn't win the Super Bowl. As for that, since you just brought it up, where would you put Drew Brees in your MVP race right now? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know if I'd have him either third right now because I think Luck and Rivers have come on so strong. And I'm fine with Breeze taking the backseat because, like you said, give me a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, and that means so much more to his legacy. I would like to see Breeze get one. I think in 11 and 9 was definitely his best chances to get one. And I'm not going to argue the semantics of what Manning did in 09 and what Rodgers did in 11. Both had great years, too, so it's arguable. However, three weeks ago before the Dallas game, I had Breeze in the lead for MVP over Mahomes in a, in a very tight race. Um, the last week since the Dallas game, the, the Tampa game, the Carolina game, I don't know how you can put Breeze 
Yeah, that's true. And Mahomes is putting up a crazy season. It's almost like the 2011 year, just not even as good because Breeze is just on a historical chase there. Uh, but he's putting up some insane numbers. But again, everything's looking great for the Saints. They have a nice matchup this weekend against the Steelers, which we both think they will win. Um, and if so, they would get the number one seed. But that's going to do it for us here. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. I know you said you're probably going to go see the second Saints-Carolina game. Was that right? Yeah, I'll be down there over eight years. Um, so on the 30th, I'll be there for that last one. Uh, I, might, I might see Teddy Bridgewater. Who knows? And that'd be a pretty good you know, showcase for him because I'd love to see if he could be the heir to Drew Brees. What about you? That, that would be the dream. If they could go from Breeze to Bridgewater, don't have to worry about drafting one. That definitely would be ideal. Well, Patrick, thank you for coming on the show. Definitely would love to have you back on again when you see that Saints-Panthers game, if time and your availability, availability permits. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, that was Patrick McDonald, Saints superfan, talking about his experience at the Saints-Panthers game. That was on Monday night. Also, breaking down the game that just went on. Um... The Saints-Steelers matchup, which is going to come on Sunday, which is definitely going to be fun to watch. I mean, you're going to have two dynamic offenses from a talent standpoint and two defenses that have playmakers all over the field. If you want to watch pass rushes, you got TJ Watt and Cam Jordan. You want to watch some linebackers, they got Bud Dupree. Saints have Demario Davis. Um, even in the secondary, you're going to see some heavy hitters as well. It will be fun. If the Saints win that game, they clinch home field in the NFC. Um, and then, like I said, and I've said it every single week, if the Saints get home field in the playoffs... I have them winning the Super Bowl, so let's see how it all goes down. But thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for more content. We'll probably post another episode probably right after the Saints-Steelers game of that night. Uh, don't want to get bogged down with Christmas Eve and Christmas coming up and, and have a show coming out way too late for you guys, so I want to stay on top of that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, leave us five stars. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't. Check out what's going to come on, on the on the Twitter page. Probably going to be on iHeartRadio. Um, just apply for Spotify. That should go through as well today so that'll be fun so you guys will have multiple ways of listening to the podcast um and whatever works for you guys whatever's flexible uh works for me as well so thank you guys so much for listening enjoy the rest of your week and let's hope the saints clinch home field advantage because if they do i see a second lombardi in their sights